Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's coming out of Milwaukee tonight is absolutely incredible, and it has nothing to do with the game that's being played between the Bucks and the Raptors. If you have a Twitter, and even if you don't, go on Twitter right now. It's kind of breaking the internet. There is uh, head-to-head-to-head beer-chugging competitions across court between Aaron Rodgers, uh, his offensive lineman, David Bakhtiari, uh, Kristen Yelich of the Brewers. It is incredible stuff, and I doubt we're going to see anything better than this uh, this entire year. It's worth it. Trust me, you'll thank me later. This is <laughs> fantastic stuff. Uh, let's bring in Jake Madison, host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. Uh, Jake, please tell me you're enjoying this as much as I am. I will. I saw that. It's pretty fun. It's nice to see people turn it up for the Milwaukee Bucks. I will say, though, <laughs> maybe what Kawhi Leonard's doing on the court is a little bit more impressive than that. Uh, yeah, 93-90, 32 points for Kawhi, Jake. And he's having an, all, an all-time an uh, NBA playoff run this year. It's incredible what he's doing. Yeah, he's showing that he, he's a top five, maybe top three. You could argue top two player in the league with the, with the run he's having right now. And don't forget, tonight what he's doing with the 32, 6, and 8 is on a pretty injured leg. He looked very slow and hobbled in game four, and he still went out and played incredible form. And he's doing it again tonight when he's still clearly not himself. But this guy is just an unbelievable basketball player, and it's really fun to watch him back in the playoffs and healthier than he was last season. Jake's at Nola Jake on Twitter. Give him a follow there. I tweeted out a couple of days ago, and I think this is actually before – game three Jake that the Raptors are the classic the classic nobody believes in us team and I'm not saying I saw this coming where they would win possibly three games in a row in this series but they are using that to their motivation and it's kind of incredible that now they're what three minutes away from taking this back to Toronto with a chance to get to the finals yeah, you know, the, the nobody believed in us team because they gave you no reason to believe in them based on their past playoff history with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry and just the, the abject failure that it was. There's no other way to put it, you know. They couldn't win game ones in the playoffs for years and years and years. They couldn't get past LeBron James even when they had home court and just always failing and failing and failing. But then they made that kind of all-in move for Kawhi Leonard this year, sending out fan favorite DeMar DeRozan, almost stabbing him in the back in a, in a weird way with that, and bringing this guy in who's kind of revolutionized their franchise, giving them you know a guy who can kind of you, you can rely on in the clutch in Kawhi, who does it all, who's tremendous defensively, offensively, makes his teammates better. So I think you're seeing just the evolution of the Toronto Raptors and them taking the next step. Don't forget, they fired their head coach who won coach of the year and replaced him with one of their assistants in Nick Nurse, 
um, to kind of get them over the hump and really mix things up. So good on Toronto for realizing where they were, what they needed to do, and it's starting to pay off. Yeah, but most people probably didn't know who Nick Nurse was before Drake hugged him on the uh, side of the court the other day. Uh, <laughs> back-to-back threes by Brooke Lopez and Fred Van Vliet, and here we go, incredible game. One-point Raptors lead, minute 48 to go. We're talking to Jake Madison, host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. Uh, all right, Jake, uh, we were texting a little bit earlier this week about my my crazy wild theory that it's not out of the realm of possibilities that the Pelicans could come out of this draft with both Zion Williamson and Ja Morant. I laid it out last segment for everybody. It would take a three-way deal with the Grizzlies, either with the Knicks or with the Lakers, most likely for that to happen. Not saying um, that it's extremely likely to happen, but, but Jake, am I completely off base? Is it not a possibility at all, or is it a possibility? No, I mean, look, the Pelicans just won the lottery with 6% odds to win it and 94% chance of not winning it. So I don't want to say anything's not going to happen because we've already defied this once this offseason, so why not keep it rolling on here? It's really, really unlikely, though. I'm not going to just shoot it down and be like, whatever, you're, you know, this is dumb, but I think it's tough. You know, and I think it more has to do with the way this draft looks like it's going to play out. And as I've been scouting this more and more, some of these players – You know, Zion is probably worth the top 15 picks in this draft. That's how much better that he is than even the second and third guys on the board. I have John Morant, who's expected to go number two overall, um, pretty high over R.J. Barrett, who's expected to go three. And I'm even high on those guys, but it really falls off after the third overall pick. The difference between R.J. Barrett and maybe a guy like Darius Garland at four, whoever it is, um, Jarrett Culver or DeAndre Hunter, is really significant. Anyone outside of the top three, I look at maybe fringe starter at best, more likely a role player who at least has a place in the NBA. So if you're talking a three-way deal with the Lakers and the four pick getting involved, I just don't see that being enough because I think the gap is too big between three and four. The third pick could. You know, the Memphis Grizzlies are in desperate need of uh, youth injection. They need to get some young, good guys in there. They have their centerpiece player in Jaron Jackson Jr., who was excellent for the team last year. You know, I think it just makes a little bit more sense to go with John Morant, and I don't think they're really going to budge off of that because then you can move Mike Conley and bring in additional pieces with that. So you retain that point guard, which is so important in today's NBA. You move out Mike Conley, bring in other pieces, and you have a very good young core that should be set to compete up in a couple of years. So there's a chance. I just think it's really, really unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from Memphis's perspective, Jake, and well, maybe just from your perspective, you have Ja Morant on one side, and then you have, I don't know, R.J. Barrett, Dennis Smith Jr., Mitchell Robinson, and uh, a pick or two on the other side. You're still taking Ja? You know, maybe, you know, I I haven't done my scouting enough on all of this to to really want to make a full-on decision just yet or not. I will say Mitchell Robinson was very impressive last season. I think that's a a good piece in there. Um, I'm not as high on Dennis Smith Jr. The other thing you've got to factor in with him is he's going to be up for his second contract in the NBA sooner rather than later. So you've got to make a decision on whether or not you want to pay that guy when he's likely just kind of a score off the bench. Um, maybe in the mold of like a Lou Williams with the, with the Clippers, who's a perennial six man of the year. So it's not bad to have 
it just depends on your salary cap sheet and if you're ready to commit money to those type of guys yet or if you'd rather keep it clean and wait kind of for a more opportune move to strike. I think that's a real big part of it, and that's going to be a big part of it for the Pelicans when they look at some of these trade offers. Brandon Ingram is going to be up for a big contract soon. So will Jalen Brown. Those are considerations you need to factor in. I will say, though, you know, it just depends on how high you are on Morant. If you think it's close between him and R.J. Barrett, yeah, you're going to take the move that has more assets in there. A guy like R.J. Barrett, a guy like Mitchell Robinson. You could even include a guy like Alonzo Trier, who was undrafted cheap and a pretty good score for the Knicks last year, too, along with future first-round picks, which they have from the Dallas Mavericks that came over in that Steps Porzingis trade. It just really depends on where you value those assets. Right now, I see a gulf between Barrett and uh, Morant. But as I do more scouting, that might narrow some. And then the, all of a sudden, that deal for third and the other stuff sounds pretty good. Uh, There's great stuff from Jake Madison, Locked on Pelicans podcast. Two quick hitters here, so we got about a minute and a half left, Jake. Uh, are you hesitant like me from a Pelicans perspective to bring Mitchell Robinson back down here when he had a lot of uh, whispers? And, and frankly, I was in the high school you know, basketball scene, and these were more than whispers to me. But you know, he had some trouble off the court with the crowd that he um, hung with down here. Are, are those reservations legitimate? Yeah, I think so. I've heard some other things about him in the NBA, too. It's a concern. You know, guys need to carry themselves like a pro. I don't know if he's there yet. And the other one, uh, we were already hearing, you know, this expansion of the Anthony Davis trade possibilities, trade partner possibilities. Uh, who else is in this running now besides the big three, uh, Boston, uh, L.A., and New York? You know, I still think the Clippers could get into the mix depending on how things go. They can put an interesting offer together. You know, maybe a team like the Denver Nuggets, if they think they're closer um, to making a run at the NBA Finals or if the Warriors break up a little bit and they lose Durant. Also, keep an eye on what happens tonight with the Toronto Raptors. If they feel they're really close and that this is their window, they might go all in again and make a move for Anthony Davis, particularly if they think it'll help them re-sign Kawhi Leonard, who shows his value in this series right here. Oh, boy. That would be interesting. All right, Jake, I'll let you get back to the end of this game. Thanks so much, bud. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Seth. All right, Jake Madison, Locked on Pelicans podcast. He is the absolute best. You can find his podcast daily, LockedOnPelicans.com. And uh, your favorite podcast app, it is a three-point Raptors lead of three-point lead. Here come the Bucks. 35 seconds left. We'll update you on it next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.